The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Did you guys, okay, number one, you know about, Sean, you just said you read the article. Bobby, are you up on game on this I'm, thing? Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm aware of it. How, how do you, okay, well then, okay, so long story short, Sia made a movie. It's a, uh, one of the main characters, autistic. She apparently grew up with a girl that was autistic, patterned this Non-verbal, too, like far, as far as you can right. go on the spectrum. Patterned this character after the girl she grew up with. Uh, an actress was hired who apparently, I think, had autism i believe then she was uh she left the she wasn't feeling comfortable with the project she left she got another actress in there um who isn't impaired by and and actually coached her on how to play the character subsequently mm. uh it's getting destroyed because it doesn't it, it has let's call it an over the top performance about the autism okay. um she's more playing it as if she was kicked in the head with a mule rather than autistic <laughs> um, and some of the screen grabs are so uncomfortable like it's like it's like every seventh grade photo with you and your friends like yeah. it's like it's like, like someone it's doing bad, rubber face jim carrey facial impressions in front of a mirror sure and except that let's just slap this as this is the face of autism um it's pretty uncomfortable. it's pretty terrible. and then the, the, what yeah. made it worse was when she got called on her shits she being sia who, by the way, is like a top 10 artist in the world right now. So this isn't like a ham and egger, you know. So once she got called out on it, her response to her fans on Twitter was like, go fuck your face and I hope you die. And yeah. if I, it was she came out hot. Yeah. It was very interesting. So this was obviously a labor of love for <laughs> Sia. And she's very protective of her property. Yes. <laughs> well, Sia. And by the way, been... I wouldn't know Sia if she sat in my fucking lap. Right yeah, now. you would. She's one of no, those. I wouldn't. She's yeah, one of those would. artists that you don't really can't put a face to the. She to worked the name. with so many different. She did that chandelier, the chandelier. No, it's the chandelier. It's not about the music. It's about putting a face to it. Oh yeah, like I could, her if she walked Night by Live. me on a street, I I wouldn't know who she is either. She's kind of pedestrian. You realize I don't listen to anything on the radio. No, she's except not. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to offer up a retraction later. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the I think the main thing people have a problem with is that is that we're at a time now where like you you the, the people in the autistic or autism community, people, you know, that are caretakers for autistic folks or actually autistic themselves somewhere on the spectrum are just sick of all this very surface level, very like what's it look like from the outside? And let's present that to the to the people that aren't disabled and don't really understand this disease. And from what I understand, that's exactly how this movie is. It's uh, and it's like how all like I am Sam and other shit about disabled people, where it highlights what we see from the outside, and very rarely is the script or any story elements informed by the actual human experience going on inside these people, because they're people with real human experiences. And apparently, this movie completely left that out. 
But I mean, you can like to be devil's advocate. You can point at movies like that, and there's I, I mean, we could list what was the other sister and the other sister. Yeah, there's a ton of movies. I mean, I'm sorry, I you brought up Forrest Gump earlier. I will put that right up there with it. Yeah. I think it's a very offensive portrayal of mental illness. I think it's ridiculous. Was it? The, <laughs> is it the rapey part that yeah, got you? Yeah, I mean, the rapey part doesn't fucking help, but like the. <laughs> He may not be a smart man, Bobby, but he knows what love is. Yeah, right. No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> come on. He didn't get raped. We have, for generations, had portrayals come out like this. 100%. And I think what we're seeing right now is just we have a much more hyper-aware populace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're seeing these things now and we're paying attention. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying that's what's happening. Yep. We're just much more aware of it. You know, we we never would have shit on Dustin Hoffman for his very cartoony, cartoonish as fuck, you know, portrayal of an autistic person. Very cartoony. For sure. Um, the man won an Oscar for it. If, Amen. And he was the w- second best actor in that movie, if not the third or fourth. Yeah. And the, the beginning of Tom Cruise's performance it. was fucking amazing. We know the, you're Tom Cruise, Jones. So just I, take look, it down a notch. I okay. want his penis in or around my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I right, um, can make that happen. Is, I'll start making some calls. This is what this is what the discussion is. Is it's so strange now? You look at movies we talked about earlier, like My Left Foot. Um, Daniel Day Lewis portrayed a gentleman that basically could only use his left foot, and he became a painter. And it was a top hundred performance of all time yeah. status. He won an Oscar for it as well. The point is, how do you where? It's so interesting. Say if I had say if I had a brother who was who is disabled and say he was severely disabled, like 30 IQ, like, and I made a movie about him and I can't get an actor to that, that is that disabled to do the part. I have to get somebody who can understand the nuances of it to do the part is, am I okay making that movie? Um, is, uh, I, I don't know. It's very difficult artistically where the line gets drawn. That's why I don't, I'm not going to beat up on Sia too much. She tried to make a movie that obviously was important to her and that's fine. Uh, she could have made a dumb movie and made a lot of money. She chose to make a movie that she probably knew was going to be a little bit difficult dicey. considering <laughs> dicey as fuck. Um, but it's like, are, are, is it worse when you're fictionalizing it? Or what if you do a, a a biopic about it? Like, is it fiction, nonfiction? Does it make it better? Okay, so here's a parallel. Okay. Let's take on the homosexual community that has been more recently saying that homosexual characters should be played by homosexual actors. But, I mean, we've had performances like, you know, on opposite ends of the spectrum, so to speak, like mm-hmm. Robin Williams and fucking that. Birdcage. Birdcage. Yeah. Okay. And then we've also had Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. Yeah, which was a, I think, a beautiful performance. Beautiful it was. performance, you know, and Absolutely. I think, and most people, I think, would agree with that. Uh, no, you're not going to get any argument, even from the gay community. I would, I would hope not. No, you know what I mean. But like, there's got to be some weird delineation where you decide whether and like who's the best person to play this part, and like you're talking about someone that's you know a 30 IQ. That's mm-hmm. how do you even get that? individual to memorize lines that's my point and what if it was a family member 
Yeah. What if it was something close to me and it wasn't fictionalized? It was a non-fictional performance. Like, is that okay? But we're also opening up. So that's the thing. It is. I think that it is. If it's done right, people are outraged at this specific shitty movie that did a terrible job representing somebody that has that that issue. Um, There's a lady named Sarah Kerchuk. She wrote a very long and very awesome Time article about this Sia thing. And she's actually somebody who is on the spectrum. Um, And I want to read a quote because I think this will kind of sum up like, why people are pissed off and is it okay? You know, the, the question that Aaron's asking, she says, I'm not outraged at music because it doesn't check the specific boxes I require for good representation. I actually doubt casting an autistic actor would have improved matters much. Rather, I'm disappointed that it is yet another failure to reflect more of the human experience. I have no desire to restrict the creativity of abled artists who want to tell empathetic, respectful, and aesthetically sound stories about disabled people. I'm just desperate to finally see some proof that they can. Oh, wow. Wow. That's sad. Well, that's, um, that's... why don't you just uh, fucking end on that, madam? Because um, <laughs> I think we're going to add absolutely nothing to your eloquence. Um, that was very well written, by the way. Um, can, pretty... you, can you name one really effective, believable performance by someone as a mentally challenged human? I got one uh, that we haven't talked about. It okay. came up right in my head, and he didn't catch any flack for this, and I think it was... Other, just, than, other than my left foot. I, my left foot. I, I think because of his age, it was such an impressive performance, was DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yep. He, yep. His performance was transcendent in that, and it wasn't even uncomfortable to watch. He nailed it. And I don't know what he was nailing. I don't know his specific disability in that movie. But obviously he was. Um, it wasn't offensive. I think there's the ones we talked about. Uh, Giovanna Ribisi and Juliette Lewis movie. Wow. Um, yeah. Sean Penn and I Am Sam. There are ones that are clearly uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what, Sean, you brought this up. Maybe that's the point. You know when, the, you know when it bothers you? When people suck doing it. So, so is the line to draw in the sand? You got to be good at it. I guess so. I don't know where the line Possibly. is. Possibly, who's my, mine is probably uh, action star Tug Speedman's portrayal of Simple Jack. <laughs> uh, the critics don't agree with me. Um, they thought that he went quote full R word, and you never go full R word. But uh, I think it was a great performance. And, and can you make <laughs> it that? was challenging. No, think about that. Tropic Thunder came out, what, 10 years ago? Uh, By the way, I'm talking about... 15? Yeah, Ben Stiller's character's name is Tug Speedman, and that's from Tropic Uh, Thunder. What did... uh, Tropic Thunder came out, what, 10, 15 years ago? I think 2009. Think about how much not okay is happening in that movie. That movie would never be made now, and it would be very unfortunate. That's the thing. That movie could still be made now, because it's all... It's not about the... and, And that's the thing. Somebody like Sarah Kirchhock in this article is one of the intelligent people that goes it's not we are not saying no you just can't ever do this it's never okay you can do you can put robert downey jr in blackface if you're the whole thing is how to is they're highlighting how terrible and how stupid of a decision that would be same thing with the simple jack thing as long as you're holding up a mirror to it and making fun of that it's okay. That's the context. That's one of the only contexts I think you could do shit like that in now. That mm-hmm. makes sense, except for the fact that Sarah Kirkchuk is not the gatekeeper of media. No, 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 no. So I'm just I saying. I think the gatekeepers of media would disagree. I think that for everyone, uh, for this wonderful fucking lady who can write something I can never write, um, that wrote that, I think for every one of her, there's 10 people shouting in your ear that it needs to be taken down mm-hmm. and well, I that's because the, the gatekeepers gonna... of media are so scared when they hear they see 500 tweets and that means to them our money's going to go away and they make very rash very quick decisions about 
exactly who's right and who's wrong just to save their own asses because of the volatility of the I online community. And I system. get it, man. I just it's sad to me that art is is hamstrung. Of any kind. Um, You got to let people fail. Let people be offensive. I mean, Christ, dude, the whole artistic movement in the early late 60s, early 70s, man, where people an art, an art piece in a in a in a fucking uh, gallery could be a guy taking a shit on a canvas. And that was like really, really obscene, um, heavy of, you know, art for people. And, Mm -hmm. And without and I get it, that's offensive to some. But None of that could happen now. And it's really kind of sad, not because I want to see a dude shit on a canvas, because that leads to other really progressive art Um, that gets you to the things that you want to watch, the Scorsese's and everything that's considered okay. That's what gets you to that. I would love to see a guy shit on a canvas. I don't give a fuck about the final product that hangs in a gallery. I just want to see the process. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to see. I don't. Want oh, to God. Throw a tail, you know what dude. we should do is tell everybody who the fuck we are. Fucking A, right, bruh? I think you should switch it up. Switch it up. You go first now. You t- you introduce the show. Noise. You never go first. I'm going to introduce Sean. Fucking A, right. But introduce the show. Because, it, oh, you mean the whiskey reel? <laughs> Did we forget? They know who the fuck we are. They clicked on the link. <laughs> We're the whiskey reel sitting directly across from me, standing directly across from me in a gorgeous Golden Girls t-shirt. One of three that I have. The Chudasaurus Rex. Yes, sir. My chuddy buddy. Lord Loquacious. El Producario. El Producario. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Sean Moriarty. Yeah, Thank you very much. To my right is the general manager of the multiverse, Wolfgang Fuck Himself. The opposite of Dorian Gray, yes, sir. Aaron Brandis Thank of the you. Roan Branderises. Thank you so much. And to my right is Mr. Bivens, if you're nasty. And if you're not nasty, you just call him Squatch Toe. <laughs> and if you're kind of nasty, you call him the roving Gashman of Durango. He's Mr. Boba Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyes. Also, he's uh, in line for the uh, Van Noyes Bitchwater fortune. He so is. all you girls out there. He's ready to get. We're paid. hoping for a King Ralph style situation where, like, all those family members die while trying to take a picture, and so you somehow become the, the heir. Brewster's Millions, yeah, or Brewster's Millions. Yeah, King wow. Ralph is just another Brewster's Millions. Rip-off. I'm just waiting for Aunt Clementine to finally <laughs> shit the bed and go tits up. <laughs> wow, I'm ready for that cash. Um, so Bobby, you got this whiskey delivered to you from our friend Andrew Cameron Walter. Foz. Um, and he sent us about 16 pages um, telling us a story about this. And we have narrowed that down to a couple paragraphs. <laughs> well, I would hope so, because it's a great story. I think it's really fascinating. Thank you so much to Foz, because he is such a friend of this podcast. He has helped us out many, many times. He's an OG, he, dude. He's an OG. He, he really is. I will tell you, uh, upon coming to Durango, just quick Foz story, just to big up my, my dude here. He helped me out so much getting my feet wet and landing in Durango. I jumped right into being uh, like a food and beverage director over at the Strader when I got here into town. It's very overwhelming for me. And he was one of those guys that, yes, he's trying to sell you products. So obviously there's a, a, a there's a motive involved. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. However, he was always super friendly, super kind, has an absolute wealth of knowledge when it comes to all liquors. Um, and, and, and I always will remember him for being a very nice guy to me when you when he didn't have to be Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
Yep, that's and Foss. Uh, and he's my Eskimo brother. So, oh, Boy, you guys, have Bobby, l- everyone's your fucking. You guys Eskimo have brother. lightsabered many times, sir. <laughs> <laughs> In the parlance, I think they say we're crossing swords. Oh, okay. Sorry. We've, we've crossed Sorry. swords. Sorry. So let's talk about this whiskey. <laughs> yeah, so Foz sent us the story behind this whiskey. This is Boulder Spirits single barrel, quote, Priscilla's pick. It's a specific batch. And uh, Foz sent us this story, so I'm going to try to paraphrase it as much as I can. You should be receiving a bottle of Boulder Spirits single barrel Priscilla's pick very soon. I love all of the restaurant professionals in Durango, and I wouldn't be where I am without all of you. Yes, you too, Brandis. I spent over a decade selling booze on Main Avenue and telling stories with it. The story of Boulder Spirits salesman Ryan Negley needs to be shared down in the four corners. Ryan used to manage a bar named Tui's Off Colfax. You guys ever been in there? No. Nope. No. Nope. Tui's Off Colfax, which he said is kind of divey. It's somewhere in between Oreos and a CBGB. Um, <laughs> wow. He first met Ryan when he got into sales while he was working for Peach Street. Now he's moved over to uh, Boulder Spirits uh, as of late. When the pandemic hit and the lockdown happened, he organized family meal here in Denver, raising money for every spirit, beer, or wine supplier he could. He gave out free lunches to unemployed restaurant workers twice a week. He was also able to help support by purchasing lunches from the restaurants in Zeppelin Station, which is a food collective in Denver. When the second round of Code Red hit in December, he quickly launched Priscilla's Pick. Now, Priscilla is a working mother of two who Ryan had hired at Tui's and who took over management after he left. All the profit from Priscilla's Pick went directly to her, and she was even hired without her knowledge of the program to personally deliver these bottles so she could receive the tips as well. Uh, A day into the second code red, Tui's announced it would be closing for good. Mm. And Ryan is currently working on moving moving all the proceeds for a 2021 single barrel to go directly to Denver Eats, which supports restaurant workers. He says, and I quote at the end here, Ryan is my whiskey hero. Raise a glass to Negley. We'll make it out of this together. And after that, we are going to raise a glass to you, Ryan Negley. Absolutely. Damn, now, sounds like a fucking mensch. I'm now, fucking, this is the hard part. Dude, listen, After look. that story, we have to try to objectively review this whiskey. <laughs> Silent voice. I don't think it's um, going to be that hard. Look, yeah. uh, that watered up. I got a little misty. Well, because yeah. we've been in this industry for so long, and you've had friends. You know exactly how hard people are getting oh, hit with this shit, man. So, so seeing rough. somebody that goes above and beyond like that. To help not yeah. just the community, but a specific, you know, person who is a rock star employee at his it's, bar. It's it's funny because you like when he said he gave all the proceeds unknowingly to her and then let her to for us in the restaurant industry. You're just like, oh, that's God. just like, dude, I know exactly what he's doing, which is you're dropping the bottles off so she can get the tips too. God. Stop it. Yeah, absolutely. Killing me. Killing me. Um outside of me bursting into tears because I'm a sap, what do you guys think <laughs> about how this tastes? First of all, this is, I think, one of the best sippers that we've had on this table. It is. This is a sipping whiskey. I'm not mixing this with a fucking thing. Um, we noted the mash bill early in this process. It's super high barley. I think it we. I think it was 44 percent barley. Mm, wow. Um, so very malty, very smooth, very like it's rounded off. It is. Everything this has about no it, sharp edges. Everything. No. no, it has no sharp edges. Everything about it is exactly what it's supposed to be for a straight bourbon. Like the mouth feels on point. The viscosity is on point. The the barreling's on point. Like there is not really anything wrong with this. Um, it, it's got it, that it, little touch of fucking rye to it, yeah. just to give it the little a touch. You know, a pop. You want yeah, your whiskey 5%. to have a little pop. 
Um, they would ba- meet the bare minimum of what a bourbon is, right? 51%, 51%. corn. This, uh, like Bobby said, talk about rounded. We talked last week about Masterson's rye, and I used the phrase shouldery and clunky. This is the opposite of what that is. Yeah. This is approachable, soft. Um, it's a soft landing. It's soft on the finish, soft on the attack. Mid palate, it does exactly what a bourbon should do. Bobby could not be more right when he says, do not mix it with anything. I just put ice in it for the first time because I forgot to. When I forget to put a rock in my bourbon, something's right about the bourbon. Yeah. Um, this is almost frighteningly easy. Um, Because I could see me having a bottle, getting a bottle of this, watching a football game, looking up and half the bottle's gone and me going and making life questions. You could almost. (laughs) Why is this gone already? If you were going to have a negative note on it, it would be that uh, like it is because of all that malted barley. It's a hair sweet. It's a hair sweet. I do. But but it doesn't hit you till the residual. It's residual sweetness. It's not offensively sweet. Um, it's easy, easy, easy to drink, which makes it, you know, why you don't want to mix it. Just put this on some ice. And as the ice is melting in this thing, it becomes really, really nice. Mm. But it does become a little less bodied. Mm. And I it, I think that's from the barley. If you're going to be know. picky. Yeah. Because it reminds me, barley has a similar thing to me that wheat does sometimes, where the, mm. the, the overly smooth thing almost thins out the flavor a touch. Mm. You know oh, what I mean? Because okay. like the rye and corn are gonna like they give it that body. Yeah. To me, and I could be completely wrong on that, but that's that's the beauty of what we do and the beauty of palates in general. For me, corn always was sweet. Corn equals sweet to me in bourbon. Uh, barley to me because it's malted. Barley always gives me my background tertiary flavors. It gives me my maltiness. Um, it gives me a little bit of caramel. It gives me a little bit of uh, the finish. I can taste the malt. Um, Your tongue is built so that sweetness hits on the tip of the tongue. Mm. You don't really taste sweet on the back of your tongue. That's more of like muscle memory. That's that's how that's how your palate works. And it's wonderfully sweet on the back from the memory, but it doesn't Mm. hit sweet on the attack. Um, It's which is an indication of how well crafted the spirit is. Oh yeah, it's doing all of all these things to all of us. Mm -hmm. I want to be really, really clear. Like this is one of the best whiskeys we've ever had on this show. Especially considering how many bourbons that we've done too, and how bourbon has probably been the thing we've done the most. The fact that this stands out at this point in the whiskey reel, a bourbon that stands out has to be fucking amazing. It has to be. And, yeah. it, and it yeah. is. This um, is a beautiful product. Do we know what this retails for? And let's ask Carol, because, yeah, we got this shit for free. We have no idea. <laughs> Carol, sweet thing, could you please uh, let us know what uh, what Boulder Spirit straight bourbon whiskey this Priscilla's pick would cost if we were going to go out and buy it? I'd appreciate if you didn't call me sweet thing. That's kind of just me and Bobby's thing. Just like a man to see another man do something fresh so he thinks that it's okay for him to. Wow, we're sorry, Carol. Jeez. Wow, did um, you just apologize to her? Yeah, I usually just, I, just I, like, I feel, in her face. I mean, you did it, but I feel horrible. All right, it's looking like online, it's somewhere between 42 and $45, as far Whoa. as I can see. Okay, so that means retail for 42 to 45 Yeah. So how the game works, for all you guys, for you guys that don't know how the, the, the alcohol game works, works as far as pricing typically you break it down per ounce find your ounce price and then you do a percentage on that what we do when i don't know the exact price for it from a wholesale perspective is you work backwards 40 percent. so if you took 40 percent off of the cost of this at 40 let's call it 45 bucks you're probably going to be floating in the neighborhood of 27 28 my cost so when i see that on my my eyes widen 
Um, because there's this this has no business being that inexpensive. I would think this would cost forty five my cost. Well, especially considering it's made in Boulder, has the Boulder name on it, everything in Boulder is super fucking expensive. You'd think that they were charging laws prices, but they're not. They're not. Oh man. I, I'm this telling is a you. comparable product too. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sorry it is. This is this law- holds up to the foregrain for sure. I, I would say this is laws at half the cost. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that's funny because Foz did mention that Ryan Negley's wife is the director of sales for Laws. Uh, that's so hilarious. I wonder what, what it's like in their house, oh. just arguing between Boulder and Laws. <laughs> going going toe to toe. If you're a restaurant worker that listens to this show, or like the Danas of the world, and you, Kelly, and all you guys that listen to this show, go support this. Pick up a bottle of this um, because obviously you see what the proceeds do. And you see the kind of company this guy's running. So yep. at the end of the day, just go do it even for that. And then you get to enjoy some really fucking good Yeah, it. It's it, good. Because he said all 2021 single barrel uh, sold. All the proceeds are going to Denver Eats. So. That's amazing. That's so it's got deal. a number three char on the barrel too, but it's a medium. It's funny because it's like we always say right down the middle mm-hmm. with stuff. Um, and it's not a it's not a negative term no. um, when you say that. It just means a hit right down the middle this is so right down the middle it's like creating its own middle this is creating a singularity in the middle this is fan fucking this is inception bourbon so fucking good yeah it's exceptional yeah that's definitely a buy at that price um if i'm retail 100 i mean and honestly that's online retail you're talking 42 to 45 there's a good chance you'll find this at star liquor for 37 38 100 i was that that's a great point and And you're going to love that for at that price fuck off fuck off as far as a sipper bourbon if you want something hotter to mix and whatever you can go do that but as far as just sitting down with some friends and putting this in a glass with a rock or not, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get a ton better Nope. Um, at that price. I'm sorry. And if we can't get this here right now, because I believe that's why Foz sent it to us. I think he sent it to us because he knows for sure that there isn't anybody carrying it. But our friends at Star can order almost anything. So if a handful of our listeners call Star Liquor and say, hey, I want to order a bottle of Boulder Spirits, Priscilla Pick, you know, or a single malt, whatever it is. They'll stock a bunch of it if three or four people fucking call. 100%. So, Why don't we make that happen for them, actually? Let's do That'd that. That'd be a great I'm going to do it. Do. I'll call. I am resolving that I will call them. I will call. I will call as well. I will And uh, you guys out there, even if you don't live here, they don't know that. Yeah. Give Just them a call. call. And they're great kids. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the story. Thank you so much, Foz. I miss you, big boy. Thanks, Foz. Yeah, and you too, thank you, Carol. Glad to hear you not as hammered as last week. Did you get home okay? Oh, yes. My uh, Uber driver did not get fresh this time. He was a gem, and he even took me through the McDonald's drive through so I could get three McChickens, and that makes everything okay. Carol seems like more of a McRib chick. Where was Carol my whole life? <laughs> I need a woman who, kind of, who says that the answer to a problem is three McChickens. <laughs> she, she seems like she strikes me as a spicy nugget gal. Oh, yeah. Spicy is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, no. They make like buffalo style nuggets. So no. they're just red colored nuggets. It's That's not. About it. It's exactly what you think it is. Gross. <laughs> it's not okay. I mean, I will crush. I will crush a fucking sausage muffin with egg on a road trip. Okay. Ugh. See, this so, super reminds me of our conversation last week about macaroni and cheese. Why? <laughs> like, That's I don't different. eat chicken McNuggets because I don't have a ten-year-old daughter, and I'm not buying fucking chicken McNuggets. Why would? You yeah, buy, but you can also you, you'd like a fried chicken breast, right? It's the same shit, just in different. You've seen the thing on Pink Slime. How yeah, they make chicken uh-huh. nuggets. And that's kind of bullshit for a lot of chicken nuggets. This, 
Bobby crushes chicken tendies. So I oh, don't even no. want to fucking listen to what you have to say, sir. I understand. Shape what is unimportant. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> chicken tenders are a part of my life. I had them for dinner last night. But McDonald's chicken nuggets specifically, you do not. No, I'm just saying chicken nuggets, a nugget in general that chopped up, diced up, processed, Some formed. Yes. Yeah, but if it's in the shape of a dinosaur and it came from the store, it's fine, right? At least when I bite into like an actual chicken tender, I can see the grain. I can see, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's another thing. Yeah. If you pull the chicken apart and you can see that it is still a piece of chicken, it's great. When you open it up and you see what looks like a sponge, like little air bubbles inside. Exactly. Yeah. Run. Yeah. That, let's be honest. So the McDonald's is no place to eat for a human. Nope. Let's no. be honest. Let's it's just, not food. So if you had, if you had. You're, you had to have pick one meal. We have a very limited supply of fast food in Durango. So I just am going to throw Fairly this limited. out there. If you have, what are the, what's the holy trinity of fast food in Durango? You've got McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. If you have to eat, where are you mm-hmm. going? Uh, Wendy's. You have to. Yeah, I was about to say probably. I'm going Wendy's. Or, 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 I'm sorry, Wendy's <laughs> yeah, as well. Spicy I, chicken because, sandwich from Wendy's. Or if I'm go. feeling particularly degenerate. <laughs> I'm going to just pick up a fucking case of fucking tacos from yeah. Taco Bell. Just give me. Yeah. And I don't want your soft tacos. I want nothing but mild sauce. And I want 12 fucking hard tacos. Crunchy tacos. That's it. That's a mm. weird thing that you just mentioned because that's like a thing of mine. What is going on with Taco Bell mild sauce that it's so motherfucking delicious? It's a lot of sugar. Dude. Like the fire <laughs> sauce is one thing. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a little bit. What is happening with taco? Because I've bought bottles of that at the store. Yeah, yeah. I have too. The and, mild sauce is their best sauce. And I know how to cook for myself. Yeah. I'm a grown-up. You know how to make a hot and sauce, I'm right? Buying, I'm buying Taco Bell fucking mild sauce. What is it? Is it MSG? There's been what moments. happening? I've been in the drive-up, and they're like, hey, can I get you some sauce? And I'm like, I want all the mild <laughs> sauce that you have. And they're like, the guy will look at me, and he's like, dude, we're out of mild sauce. And I'm like... I have that moment where I'm like, do I, I just say I could it. just fucking hit I could the just fucking leave. gas right now. I could just leave. <laughs> I haven't paid you. this motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> fuck you, Chad. Because like, what am I going to do with that fire sauce? I mean, it, if you mix it with the mild, you hey, can fuck do off. The fire sauce is good. It just depends on what you're putting it on. I love the mild sauce for everything, but for the fire sauce, I like to drizzle over the nachos bel grande. Okay. Yeah. God, and you're by the way, I bag, John. I what? <laughs> you don't put hot sauce on your nachos bel grande? Don't get it, nachos. <laughs> You don't get the nachos. They're delicious. They're better than the fucking nachos you get at like a ball game. Why would, wow. What kind of lunatic buys nachos at a ball game? Number one. Oh, you know what? No, you're it. right, Aaron. Nobody's ordering them. That's why every ballpark carries and sells a shitload of them. Eat but you know what? Like Nobody. The same thing with McDonald's where you're like, McDonald's isn't good for anybody. McDonald's <laughs> sucks ass. McDo- everybody talks shit about McDonald's. Yet, apparently, nobody eats it. <laughs> like, no. They sell a billion burgers a day. No, no, but nobody do eat it. By the way, is this what we're talking about on the podcast we're today? Not. You know we're, what? Fuck this. Not. You know what God I want to know it. about the mild sauce? Carol, <laughs> Carol, what are the ingredients of Taco Bell mild sauce? Jesus Christ, that's of all the questions. I never would have thought I heard that one, but I can find it pretty easy. Right here, it says, I typed it into Google, it says important information. Ingredients. Water. Tomato puree. Vinegar. And then contains less than 2% of salt, chili pepper, spices, xanthan gum, sodium benzoate as a preservative, potassium chloride, maltodextrin, yeast extract, datum, and then natural flavor. That, all of that stuff you eat all the time. All those all those chemicals in that food are stuff that yeah. is they're stabilizers. I was 100% wrong. I thought it was sugar. Uh, thanks, Carol. Yeah, I thought it was sugar that would Just have saying, to make bro. us. Because that's honestly what, that's why we love McDonald's fries so much. Sure, they taste good, but they also put our like one-to-one salt to sugar 
ratio. Do, on you, there. do you know McDonald's? Because like in LA, the big thing to do is like you go to In and Out and grab a burger, and then go to McDonald's to grab your fries. Because mm-hmm. In and Out fries are dog shit. Unless so, you cover them in shit. Okay, let's pretend we're we're adults and don't have to cover <laughs> everything in Thousand Island fucking dressing. Um, so. What McDonald's, did you guys used to know what they used to fry their fucking fries in? There's a distinct difference between McDonald's now and then when we grew up. They used to use beef tallow. (gasps) They used to use straight up beef fat and fry their fucking fries, which is why when we grew up, we still think McDonald's fries in our brain makes sense. They don't fucking taste anything like they it's used vegetable to taste, oil man. now and so it's canola oil. man it's or the worst canola, fucking oil in the world for you since then they've been putting they make they put super fine sugar in with the salt when I'm, they put it on top I'm of the fine with yeah, that fine with it you're at mcdonald's like who cares fry it in dead cow juice please nothing is better than duck fat to fry things in there are a lot of shitty fucking food trucks in new york and san francisco that have proved that <laughs> Uh, it's expensive. It's expensive to comfy it's everything. Very expensive to fry in duck fat, but <laughs> I will agree that like a steak frite with with confit steak fries, fries and confit oh. fries. Woo. Well, I had holy like, shit. My well, speak, dick just moved. Speaking of the Strader, before I was uh, uh, ceremoniously ousted, ousted. Um, <laughs> I had two fryers there, and I was in the process of buying uh, duck fat specifically to have in my deep fryer. Nobody deep fries in a deep fryer, but duck fat, by the way, because it's too expensive uh, because you have to change it so regularly. Yeah. So people usually duck fat in a you know a pot of some yeah. size. Um, imagine a basketed deep fryer with all duck fat. <sighs> so in my head, I'm going, I'm making Monte Cristo sandwiches. Oh! I am fucking making <laughs> fucking fries. I'm, I'm, I'm frying desserts. I'm doing everything in duck fat. That was my dream, and it got the rug fucking. That is culinary pornography. Thank you. I, that's what I was trying to do. I that was would be tr- unbelievable. And you I, could charge whatever you wanted. Dude, yeah. imagine if I deep fried ice cream in duck fat. In duck fat. You're done. You're done. I am so fucking hungry. I know. I get so fat. <laughs> how hard are you? When we talk how hard about are you? this shit. I'm show me how hard you I have an un, like it's an unhealthy connection between my libido and my stomach. Like I get physically Dude, worked up. Why, why is that new? What is the old adage, right? The, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. 100%. There's a reason in why the that words, adage. In fucking... the words of the vampire in Brooklyn, though, actually, it's through the rib cage. I mean, I... You know Wes Craven's Ugh, best gross. movie wow. ever? <laughs> Dude, I just had an argument I, with uh, Rex about that movie because it's such utter dog it's shit. It's a piece of shit. Uh, thank you. But I, dude, I'm gonna, yeah, that was And we're winging it on the body. Rage. We didn't have anything planned. We're just playing? Right? We're kind yeah, of just we're playing. playing we're playing. So we're having fun. Should we check in? Sure. We're having fun. Let's do a little. Yeah, uh, let's do a check in. I like that. Go for it. Sean. All right, I'll check in first. Um, Getting a little sadder. Like it's the, I'm hitting another wall of depression of like, I don't, there's nothing to do. This is co- there's nowhere to go. This is COVID like locked in the house. Like I'm just going from the one seat to the other seat. And then occasionally I'll go out to run errands. Like I went out and went to Walmart and bought a bunch of shit. I probably don't need for a month or two just to go out and do something yesterday. Mm. Um, and it's weird because I'm the type of motherfucker for the longest time who was like, oh, my God, I get to sit inside and watch the MCU from front to back again. I don't give a shit. Now, even I, who is one of the more lazy, want to sit and watch movies all day type of people, I'm just fucking over it. Um, yeah, that's so I've been struggling with that. 
having a couple drinks every now and again. Like I'm starting to to, to find some solace in the liquid. Welcome You've back. done very well for a very long time when it comes to spirits. Yeah, I this mean, is pre-COVID, man. Sean kind of went on the wagon pre-COVID. Yeah. We, Bobby and I looked at him laughing going, you fool. Um, <laughs> this is the time to drink. I know. Out. Pick a worse time. But that's the yeah. thing is now I'm going like, they were right. Like this, the comfort in just tripping no. my face off on some booze while I watch fucking i am i'm hitting the superhero barrel boys i watched ghost rider the spirit of vengeance because oh. i'd never see it the second one which is entertaining for a handful of scenes just to watch nicholas cage forget his performance from the last movie and forget what acting is and to just go full and by the way idris elba's in that movie mm-hmm. he's like the second biggest character in it and it is so bad but this is what i'm doing i'm going and look watching old shitty fucking superhero movies i've never seen because what else is there to do well I was telling Aaron this before the show, and I'm in the same boat. I'm tired of my house. Yep. I actually have to move in June. You have find to move. a new place. Yeah. Um, my They're selling the is house, selling right? the house. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm actually excited about it because okay. I'm so fucking sick of looking at that fucking house. Like, I'm just over it. Well, there's a lot of shit in the house, right? There's a, emotions. Well, there's that. It's just also I've been stuck in that motherfucker for a year and a half. You know what I mean? So I'm tired of that. Um, Halfway through my marathon of Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. And it's going really well. It's a great show. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great show. Brian Cranston's the best thing about it, but everybody crushes it on that show. Everybody crushes on that show. I do have one observation that we can make about Malcolm in the Middle, which is driving me nuts as I'm going through the show. Lois, the mom, and I know her performance is fabulous. Is the biggest c-word. She's a bitch, Karen, that I've ever seen on anything yeah. anywhere. Oh, no. She's awful. There's scenes where I'm like, "You fucking bitch! Yeah. Why would you treat your children like that?" <laughs> I, I I want a screenshot of Bobby talking to Malcolm in the Middle reruns on his television in a <laughs> pandemic. I something about that warms my heart. I just sit up fully clothed in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> in a suit jacket <laughs> for no reason. What are you doing, madam? <laughs> so I have a question. If you're moving, are you moving or are you and Walnuts getting a place together? So there's three of us that Anything, live there. Yeah. Um, Ethan and Walnuts and I are kind of in talks. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that Walnuts is maybe looking towards something else because mm. I don't blame him. He's a grown man. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Ethan wants to stick it out and we'll get a place together. That would be fun. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm really concerned about what happens to me if I end up living by myself. Like during actually a, by yourself? Like just actually by myself all the time. Yeah. There's no know, telling man. what's going to happen. You I did mean, that one, for I'm, a very long time. I did. And you were fine. But you could also go out and do things. I could actually get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. I had a job where I could, you know, was out doing things. Just I was saying. social. I was a bartender. I was doing a lot of different shit. Um, yeah, best I, believe, Bobby, if you move in just by yourself, me and Aaron are going to come up with an every other week schedule where we do welfare checks. Someone probably needs to do a wellness check. Oh, well, and then when we're lazy, we'll just send meals on wheels in our place. I'm going to have Beto O'Rourke send you <laughs> wellness calls from Texas. <laughs> um, I just door dash and crash every night. Because you know what's better than a $40 Denny's cheeseburger? <laughs> Not Nothing. <much. laughs> well, I mean, uh, but Aaron, you haven't really checked in. in. No, I haven't. Really um, Pretty cool. Signed up for Game Pass again. I haven't done that in a long time. I am thoroughly done. I've watched all the shit that I think I can What's watch. What's Game Pass? 
on Xbox. I, I, I oh, it's okay. basically allows you to play a ton of games. But oh, so does it give you like it's like a rental thing? Where you no, can have a certain it's not amount rental. Of games it's downloaded? fifteen bucks a month, and I can play whatever I want as much as I want. Oh, that's sweet. See, I've been so far away from gaming, I have no yeah. fucking idea. So, which is dope. I haven't done it in a long time, and I did it because I'm so thoroughly up my own ass about fucking watching movies and series. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I need to change my visuals. So. Getting back into like some role play shit because I've wanted to play D and D because my friends don't want to play D and D. I said I'd fucking um, play with you. So I instead <laughs> I I've no Bobby's never doing it. Never. Uh, so in, <laughs> never gonna. So instead I got to play things like Skyrim and and stuff like that to keep my brain fucking occupied. The coolest part of this, I just had what would be construed as the dopest nerd foreplay before I got here. Me and me and Rex on the balcony, just talking about character creation in Skyrim. What's the what's the penultimate combination of things? Because she has she has very definitive views about. So character Rex is a gamer too, though. Yeah, dude, you I, found a gamer chick, dude, and know what she wants to do. This is the topper. I'm I'm kind of humble bragging right now, but I'm going to do it. This is the topper. She doesn't want to play. She literally just wants to watch me play. That's they awesome. don't exist. Unicorn. They She's exist. a unicorn. Just <laughs> They exist. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so yeah, life's been worse. I've ga- I'm still. I'm still. I work out six days a week. I've put on twenty five pounds of fucking booze weight. It's not going away. Eventually, it will. I'll stop drinking on mass, but it ain't gonna happen right now, brother. We um, are all there, my friend. We are all there. I've aged five years in the last year. I've kept. I've kept the. I've kept the Dorian Gray thing happening until this last don't let, year. Don't let that bug, dude. You're a beautiful man. We just say that. To I, fuck no, trust you. me. I trust me. I see the old weird guy that broke into my house in the bathroom every day, <laughs> um, and he's creepy as fuck. Oh my god. Um, Did I he clog the I, toilet? Yeah, he totally clogged the toilet. Apparently, I missed the toilet last night because I was hammered. I peed all over my daughter's shoes. I cleaned it. Um, like a gentleman. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to have a good time. I'm trying to stay sane. I'm trying to work hard. I got to deal with the angry Sicilian Scottish fuck every day. He's a nightmare. Um, I have, luckily though, I have great friends and, and a, a wonderful woman. And I live in a beautiful town and hopefully just it'll like, get warm soon. Just like an Irishman to have begged a dude to come out here, dragged him out here to I Colorado sa- I and then complains him. about it. I saved him from his fucking, he was hanging out with two people in the middle of a desert in San Diego. That was his life. He was trapped in a desert in San Diego with two other people. Yeah. That's literally Where's that life. video game? Where's the Walnuts game where you have <laughs> to rescue him game. from the... <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite of God. GTA, I promise. Uh, <laughs> What's the opposite of GTA? It goes around buying people drinks and <laughs> giving them their cars getting, back. Getting turned down. <laughs> Uh, so I think it's time for us to take a break. But uh, once again, we are not selling our time to some sponsor. We felt that uh, we've been doing this for a while. And I don't think we've literally had one formal retraction for the incorrect or or, or off-kilter things that we've said before. Um, and I'm sure that we've misspoke quite a bit. So what we're going to do is take some time. <laughs> to Aaron just keeps laughing in the background. It's funny. To retract some shit we said. Hey guys, I gotta take it back. I get my Sarah songs very mixed up. It wasn't Hall & Oates, guys. It was Jefferson Starship. And that's fine, because Grace Jones looks like Daryl Hall. I have said some incorrect things about our Italian-American friends, and uh, I think it's time that I 
corrected that. Uh, in episode 94, I said, quote, all Italians, male or female, are spouse punchers. Um, I also did an Italian-American impression on episode 113, saying my favorite Diane Keaton performance was, quote, taking a punch in Godfather 2. Now, I want to set the record straight. I was incorrect. Not all Italian-Americans are prone to domestic violence, and I retract those egregious statements. However, I 100% stand by Uncle Tiny's Closet as an accurate representation of you greaseballs. <laughs> okay, so a few months ago, I told this story, and it was about watching a particular brand of pornography, which I won't <laughs> get into, but some people find this very challenging. I admitted on the show that I had watched that video to completion. I think that in the spirit of this activity, I'm going to retract that statement and I'm going to say simply, that wasn't me, that was you. And lastly, as an entire podcast, we would like to retract one big thing that keeps us up at night. Before Carol, we had an assistant named Toshi. Our early listeners will remember Toshi, and we said that he met his untimely demise, and that was not true. We didn't stop at that. We said a few things about Toshi that were highly inaccurate and somewhat offensive. We claimed that he was a transsexual prostitute in Beijing. We claimed that he was not just dead, but a heroin addict. And that was a bald-faced lie. Um... Much to our chagrin and, and yours, uh, Toshi is a vegetarian. He does not ingest beef and cheddars from Arby's with his butthole. That was that was inaccurate. Should we also mention that Toshi is actually alive and well? He's currently living in Indonesia. And he's doing really well. He has a family. He is, however, running a No Whites Allowed brothel. Um, yeah, it's I, I heard the same thing. I'm glad you brought that up, Bobby, because it, the weird part about it, the brothel's called Boy Lady. <laughs> I, I, Dude, fuck you. <laughs> Boy Lady. <laughs> If you have any feedback for us, or if you have any messages for us, you can call 970-426-5344. Syphilis. 970-426-5344. Call us at that number, leave us a voicemail, or shoot us a text. Or you can send us an email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com, or a message through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at whiskeyreel. Now, you just heard our very tongue-in-cheek break bit about retractions, but this is something that we honestly want to explore. Um... Very often, we are incorrect when something we say, whether it's something about football, which is rare, or if it's something about Marvel, or if, if, if we're wrong, hit us up. Shoot us a text message or shoot us a message and let us know, and we will do a retraction segment as part of our feedback segment to say, hey, sorry, we were wrong. No, Robert Downey Jr. was not in Dragonheart. That was Dennis Quaid, and nobody's ever thought that, but that's just an example. What? I know. <laughs> I swear it was him as the fucking dragon, not the wife-punching Scotland dude. I did Slapping. Slapping. Sorry, open hand only. He liked to slap. I never punch. 
Give her a little. I love how we equated domestic violence with the eighth half tav too. We're like, give her a little tav. We just open the fucking episode on that, and you're just like, give her a little tav in the mouth. Give her a little tav in the mouth. And if you didn't put that together, that's exactly what we meant. That's exactly. Just give her a little Jack Dempsey. Do it. Give her a little Dempsey in her chin. Sean, do we have any voicemails? We do have a voicemail. Our young listener from uh, the other coast, Ellie, who was a huge part of our top uh, top that when we did um, the Yogurt King, her voicemails were a decent portion of that Amen. fake ad. Um, and she also, you, you know, sometimes she sends in terrible insults like she used to do on my old podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, she insults us a little bit, but let's just hear what she has to say. Let's do it. Greetings, generally useless idiots. It's been a while. I stopped listening for a bit because I hadn't watched WandaVision, but now that I've binged every available episode in the span of one night, I'm I'm ready to fill my ears with your old, old voices once again. Wow. I was uh, pleasantly surprised to hear all of the comic book talk. Big shocker, I didn't have friends in middle school, so <laughs> it was just comic books. Zatanna, Scarlet Witch, Kitty Pride. All wonderful gay awakenings, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, I had a couple comments about uh, certain comic book ramblings by you fuckers. Uh, number one, I will die mad about the treatment of Psylocke and Apocalypse. Yep. Glad to hear that Sean finally came around to Batman v Superman sucking because <laughs> I've heard... Too much audio on him trying to defend it. Oh, God. And I, you know, he just helped my soul a little bit. <laughs> I also feel like if you th- if you edited in a shitty explosion to two dudes slapping each other, he would also be entertained by that and defended his high art. <laughs> so, say love Accurate. I also would kill a person, multiple people, for a... Booster Gold Blue Beetle miniseries. I would threaten multiple people (laughs) on the DC board of directors or however they manage that shit. (laughs) Other than that, stay disgustingly unsexy, you over middle aged pre turds. Bye. I love Ellie. Classic Ellie. I am I also just love people the more that they hate me for some reason. Like the more she hits, she like I love her more and more. That's weird because just... you and I are like brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this goes deep into your Irish Catholicism. It really Probably does. negative it really reinforcement. Does. Thank you, Ellie. Uh, uh, no, I love yeah. that she reached out. I have to agree, and I hope she didn't think I was saying the opposite. But yeah, we we were all very upset with the Psylocke's treatment and or lack of Psylocke backstory and, and the way that she was treated. The only thing they did pretty well was the costume. It was okay. They could have done a little better, but they the casting choice was great the costume was great they just fucked the whole character up they did um she she had a connection to captain britain mm-hmm. were they like brother and sister I or remember. i can't remember but she had definitely had a connection because like one of my favorite x-men uh properties was excalibur yeah and cause i thought it was just such an underrated show like nightcrawler and captain britain and mm-hmm. uh, that, psylocke and that whole shit it was awesome um betsy braddock uh, we'll talk about it in retractions next week if we're. Yeah, we so. probably will. But <laughs> no, she was a great character, and then they go out and get an amazing actress, and well, not an amazing actress, an amazing person, smoke show. <laughs> okay. In Olivia Munn, and just didn't use her. I don't. 
get that. And I don't know if it was just because Brian Singer doesn't like girls. I don't know. I'm not being a dick about that. He doesn't like grown men either. Just yeah, the boys. I'm just, you know, I don't want to <laughs> besmirch Brian Singer and his <laughs> impeccable reputation. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know he's partying with Kevin Spacey right now, probably. Yeah. Out on some <laughs> L. Ron Hebbard boat docked <laughs> yeah. with boys. Yeah. Exactly. Doing poppers um, with R. Kelly. <laughs> no, they they kind of took a shit on, on Psylocke. It's a really cool character. She has one really classic X-Men episode where she has to go one-on-one with Sabretooth. Mm. I almost think it's X-Men 213. Sorry, I can pull wow. that right out of my fucking brain. Gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so lonely. Uh, but she acquits herself very well against Dude, Sabretooth. Sabretooth was an underrated... Remember? Yeah, well, Sabretooth was an underrated God. badass. They, like, for real. But you remember Alpha... You remember Alpha Flight, Alpha Flight, man. The Canadian and um, they they were the Canadian, Canadian X Men, yeah, yeah, basically. They're huge. They're a big, big part of the Days of Future Past comic book. It was like really? Shaman, yeah. Sasquatch, Snowbird, Snowbird, yep. and Puck, Puck. Yeah. Oh my God! Why do I and I Alpha? Can't... What was the leader's name? And it, it was the it was the husband at first. It was basically an Iron Man kind of thing where like they wore a suit. I don't know. I can't. And remember. so when the husband got killed and then the wife took up the mantle, I can't remember the name of the character. I can't, but... I can't remember to put gas in my car. Yeah. <laughs> but I can. I remember Puck. Yeah. Yeah. From Alpha. And just to talk to him about one other thing Ellie said, yes, we will join you in the harassment of the DC board of directors or however they run that shit. Uh, and for that Booster Gold Blue Beetle miniseries, um, g- fucking give it, depending on how this new cut of Justice League goes, I would love to see Zack Snyder put on HBO Max a four hour Booster Gold and Blue Beetle miniseries. Because if you as DC are going to get anywhere close to what Marvel's done with Deadpool and and not necessarily the violence, but the humor aspect of it, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold combo is the way to go. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's... I disagree with the idea that we don't need to give Zack Snyder any more properties. No matter how <laughs> this whole Snyder cut thing goes, yeah. we can we can chill. We can chill on Zack Snyder. He, I like a lot of what he did. Yeah. I like 300. I like what he did with Watchmen. I like Ugh. Watchmen, dude. I mean, do you jerk off to 300? No. <laughs> God, no. Not my anymore. ex did. Not anymore. My ex, I literally caught my ex diddling the Skittle while watching fucking 300 once, like right after it came out. Well, it was basically gay porn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Dude, they had Fassbender in it. <laughs> That's all I, I forgot. Say yeah, I, Fassbender's one of those guys I didn't realize until he got big. I go back and I see him in all these things. I'm like, where the Oh, he was, he was always big. Hey. Uh, oh, long. He was rocking. <laughs> he and I, I, you know, whenever we're talking, I, I like to call him <laughs> the joint. <laughs> That's we, just his fucking. Nickname. We call him Mjolnir. Yeah, Dude, he has got the. Fucking, he, he walks into the room and it's dun, 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 and lightning shoots out from his penis. His oh, dick God. is bigger than Thor. It is. It's bigger than all of Thor. So uh, we're just gonna keep on this fucking Wandavision kick until next week. After next week, That's we're it. gonna have to find a new thing to talk about in media. Well, but uh, this episode, episode eight, was the big, big, big fuck you reveal like da, this da, is da, where da. everything did we all fuck up and watch this this week because we I... decided like no we all watched we all, we all watched, watched it. it we had to all right fair enough i was i told you i'm never gonna be the one that doesn't watch it because i'm my own boss and even though i hear myself in the back of my head going hey you shouldn't watch wandavision at 9 a.m on friday you should get to work i also have a screen that can show it to me so i just watch it at my desk in my house pretending i'm working so katie doesn't know any better yeah, for sure <laughs> the end bye have a great week guys we'll be back oh <laughs> 
There's no one. There's no one. There's no one in the bunker right now that has not lied to their fucking wife. So let's, dude. It's the only reason I fucking didn't get divorced sooner. I agree. I mean, if I actually told her the truth, that fucking knucklehead. Yeah, if I would have just sat her down and been like, "Honey, I need to tell you." <laughs> and I'm, it's weird that it's your birthday when I'm bringing this up. I think about your mom when we have sex. <laughs> but I, I wasn't gonna say it. You remember that 25-year-old bank teller I used to think was cute? Yikes. Oh, God. Yeah. Did you tell her that on her birthday? No. For real? Oh, that I didn't amazing. tell her ever. And she then found walked, out. And, oh. then, and then he walked from in the her. room. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, <laughs> no. No. Believe me, my life turned into immigrant song. Oh. Ooh. I that like is, it. That was a triple entendre. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually my 40th birthday. What did you? Wow. Yeah, that was that's a great story, by the way. Well, not great for Bobby, but great for. <laughs> I mean, I've anybody. had better stories. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was the most savage thing I've ever heard in my life. By the way, uh, we're gonna regale somebody with that one day. Yeah, one of these. Maybe days. we'll do a podcast, and it's just all us talking uh, family trials and tribulations. That's mm. the entire podcast. Yeah. What's your worst day? We're gonna have to do what's worst, your worst day, day ever. Brother? Oh, I got it. Today. Oh, yeah. It's being here no, it's, with you fucks. It's right now. <laughs> um, so what did you think, Ouch. speaking of which, and we're doing all the spoilers as we are wont to do so, here yeah, at the risk of wheels. Or pause and come back um, later. We don't care. You should just do your job and watch what you need to watch, asshole. You don't have any fucking things to do. So WandaVision, all the big reveal, we found out exactly how this whole universe is working. We found out everything that we assumed was happening mm-hmm. was, for the most part, the vision thing was very interesting. That's the one thing I um, didn't assume. I honestly thought that she had, because they show, they did a great job of red herring showing you the footage of her going right. into S.W.O.R.D. and her going to where they were keeping the body. And you assume she stole the body and then recreated him. And the, the, the fact that that wasn't true and she essentially created him from nothing but her own will, power, and grief is the most amazing part of the episode. Yeah, 100%. I think. Dude, that, that, that's what I was saying the other week when I was like, I don't think we understand how powerful Wanda is. Mm-hmm. And and it was proven not only with the, the complete regeneration of Vision from nothing, but it was also proven by Agatha. Mm-hmm. She is fascinated with the fact that this bitch is so goddamn powerful. She can do whatever she wants. And that's Agatha's fucking, that's her, the impetus for this whole thing is to, she wants to try to discover her power. How did you do this? And meanwhile, she's doing shit. She's so powerful that she has magic working in the, in the outskirts without even focusing on it. She has shit that she's doing that she's not even trying to do. And that shit is fascinating for Agatha. I love that last scene with her with the fucking kids on the, on leashes, the leashes and shit. Oh. Shit is so banger. It is. But that line that she does at the end, which is so amazing, Scarlet where Witch she line? finally gives her her name yeah. and she goes, this is chaos magic, Wanda. That makes you the Scarlet Witch. Okay. And I was like, Cool. Did it take you this whole episode to figure it the, that the fuck out? Because honestly, us that read comic books and anybody who's not colorblind knows your magic lights up purple. Hers lights up scarlet. How did you not figure that she was probably the Scarlet Witch earlier? Well, I feel like you're being overly critical of that. Oh, I, I, it's just something I just noticed right now. The important part, A that little bit. The important part that you're missing in that whole conversation was when she says chaos magic. Yes, I because know. it's an actual. It's the first fucking time. In Wanda's history in the MCU that they've actually talked about what she can do. And what her power is. She disrupts 
probability. Mm-hmm. She creates chaos. That's what she can do. She make she can make the improbable happen. Mm-hmm. That's her whole power. We talked, and that's a huge fucking reveal. That's no, it's it's amazing. I just thought it was kind of that was my little like, come on, you can't tell the difference between purple and red. She's the Scarlet Witch, but I get it. It's and by the way. I fucking I want to know Catherine Hahn now too. Oh God! <laughs> Especially of course that, you do in the full <laughs> in the costume with the. I love that they kept the brooch because that makes Agatha Agatha mm. from the comics. That brooch, that little thing hanging on around her neck, is really perfect. Cool, they man. did it's a really wonderful cool. exposition of continuity throughout the course of this entire fucking series. Now that they've let all the cats out of the boxes, right? Mm-hmm. This next episode for me, I think. And we can just presuppose. I think this is all going to be exposition for the next phase of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Because they've already answered the questions they needed to answer for the series. So I'm very excited to see where they're going to end this. I can't wait for them to put a stamp on the end of it. The thing that's interesting to me, Bobby, you brought up chaos magic. This is what I'm thinking. Because I've heard other people say, oh, they're going to do a reveal of Magneto. Ian McKellen is Mm. fucking her father. And and I'm like, no, Mm -mm. because X-Men is so far out that wouldn't expedite that yet. And we're all kind of us supposing who they're going to reveal in the last episode. I don't even care about that as much as it's fascinating for me to think they called chaos magic chaos magic they like to find it it's dope right like bobby said probability wise it's chaos it can be anything which is super powerful and scary the thing that's crazy to me is what's the next huge movie coming out dr strange Mm -hmm. what's dr strange's magic it's defined singular control hyper focus controlled magic so think about that Think about the next big movie coming out and think about the fact that she's chaos magic and Doctor Strange is hyper-focused magic. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fucking... Uh, there's For some, that lit Dude, a I didn't fucking think of that fire in my brain now. when I saw that. I was like, yo, are they going to fucking... Is well, this going to fold into that? And we and we know for a fact that she is a huge part of the next Doctor yep. Strange movie. Like, that, she is... That's been determined. They're... So, do they battle? I, that's what they I'm might. Like, and they generally like. they do that a lot, right? It's always like the the two two heroes have an issue similar to like Civil War, where it's like you have two heroes that disagree, and that's a big part of the narrative. And then by the end, they either it's you know in Civil War it didn't really really end, but at least they stopped beating the shit out of each other. And like a broader viewpoint of like what the MCU does, what Kevin Feige does, is like okay, Phase Three is going to be cosmic, yep, in nature. So we bring in Captain Marvel, we bring in Thanos, we bring in all these like guardians, you know, become like the really predominant characters. So like in phase four, are they going to deal with magic, occult? The mystical. The the mystical. mystical. There you go. That's a great way to put it, actually. The mystical. Are we dealing with that for phase four? They took a long time to do that. I mean, people say that people think of Guardians of the Galaxy as like the biggest risk because it was probably the least popular book that they fucking adapted. But I think the biggest risk for them and I think that they thought the biggest risk for them was going into Doctor Strange and opening the world to the mystical because it's really hard to do that and not be campy. And they have walked a fine line and done it so perfectly and and they did it slowly the old superhero movies used to just beat you over the fucking head with just accept that this is it because ah like the fucking first fantastic four movie is one a beautiful example of how you can lose an entire segment of your audience immediately just by how you approach doing something and how quickly you do it there is so much more of the mystical world of marvel that they have to exploit now like there's so much cool crazy mystical shit that now that they've done this correctly 
will be able to, they can easily get into other more outlandish shit without us getting immediately put off by it. Really, at the end of the day, what is a cult, right? It, this is an, a, a kind of an affront to religion. And, and with Mephistopheles, there's going to be these religion tacks that I think they're going to able to um, kind of pin pin the tail on the donkey tied up of, of religious sort of things right. that they're going to be able to explore because that's never, that's a very difficult uh, proposition to expedite is the religious aspect. What yeah. does this mean? What does this mean to my faith? And they're going to be, I think with Wanda and Agatha and hopefully Mephistopheles and things like that, they're going to be able to open up another complete universe unto itself and i'm very interested to see where they go yeah i mean this is galactus god is i don't know if you make it like this is our universe as much as you use that as a jumping off port to to if i'm a studio head i'm like i want mephisto because it opens the door to the all of these fucking characters i'm allowed to now bring in all of these characters that we own and like they make more sense if we have established Mephisto as a character, as a character. we've yep, established right. Agatha as right. a character. Right. We've established, you know what I mean? Doctor Strange opens the door to a whole fucking, they're rumoring now that they're going to bring back Jessica Jones yep. and Iron Fist. Iron Fist is a character that exists in the mystical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, his sure. powers come that from chi, magic. That chi comes from magic. Yep. Yes, sir. I and it's he, very Dr. Strangey magic. Very can I, can I hard, hard tack real quick? Please. If you have Mephistopheles, say you're casting the character. Gentlemen, give me your actor. Ooh. Peter Fonda, because Ghost Rider <laughs> was amazing. And sure, they changed his name slightly. I'm kidding. Fuck Peter Fonda. <laughs> I just wanted to watch Bobby squirm, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> no, I actually it. have a great answer. Do it. Let me hear it. Brian Nye. Ooh, God, that's so good. He's Brian so Nighy fucking good. Would be fucking amazing. He crushed Kay it in Underworld, in even though those movies suck. Bill Nye. Bill. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Thank yeah. you, Aaron. That's Fuck. yeah. Bill Nye. Um, he's also in. Why can't I remember the name of it? He's the guy in the shitty kitchen. It's the character study. His best friend, and he's gay. And there. Wow, I don't fuck? know. I don't know what you're talking about. Man. I know. No, no. Um, with Nail. All with right. Nail and I. Thank you. Oh, God. That movie's amazing. Oh, my God. I cannot I forget fucking. With He's Nail in I. that, yeah. by the way. Was that him? Hey, Carol, we're confused on something, <laughs> and it's kind of getting out of control down here. <laughs> it's, it's whiskey related. Um, we need you on this one. Uh, could you find out whether or not Bill Nighy was in With Nell and I? Because that's literally one of my favorite films of all time. And if he is, I'm not going to forgive myself. <laughs> yep, I'm checking right now. And it looks like he's definitely not in that movie. Sorry. God damn it. I'm going to have to do another attraction. In my head, in my mind, I'm visualizing him in it. And I don't know. Maybe he would have been great in it. He probably could have been. He would have been fucking amazing Thank in you. it. Thank you. Right. He's been in some amazing films like Almost Time, Shaun of the Dead, as you mentioned. He's a great actor. I think he could carry that role. Without question. That's he could a be great Mephisto. Pick. Great pick. I, I don't know. I my pulled that pick, kick directly out of my, I wish my boom. This mother, That's a fucking good one, man. I'm going to go ahead and pick somebody who is dead, but I think he would have been perfect. He no, would have been as good as Bill Nye. actor, dude. I'm sorry. I can't. I have, this guy's too perfect. He Bring just it. died a couple years ago, too. Who? I won't let him talk. Alan Rickman. <sighs> Ooh. Ooh, Rickman would have wow. been fucking solid, dude. That is a fucking it. monster pick, bro. 
That's a big pick. I like that. So fuck it. Digital Alan Rickman. <laughs> um, I'm going to do the easy pick because it's super easy. Obviously, Robin Williams. Oh, uh, would have been great. As no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm I like, I, it was an interesting <laughs> pick, though. You got me thinking. I think this would be a fantastic way to get Keanu Reeves into the fucking MCU. Okay. Ooh, Does as Mephisto. Think about it. Give it a he second. He doesn't have that. I don't think he has that in his it's toolkit. It's not about, you don't know this. We thought he had no toolkit 50 years ago. We didn't know that he had any toolkit. We thought he was a joke. And obviously he's not. I'm thinking there's a weird sort of thing. Uh, fucking, uh, I think there's like a Constantini thing he can do hmm. for Mephisto with a little bit of makeup and stuff. I don't know, man. Huh. You want to work my dude in finally, or and if as a backup, John Cusack for humor. Ooh. I almost would rather have John Cusack as Mephisto. I'm just yeah. saying they want to get him in, right? That'd be amazing. They want to get him in. He was supposed to be Ghost Rider. He was supposed to be. I'm still kind of cool with the Robin Williams route where you make him ridiculous, like the <laughs> genie from Aladdin, where he just does a million impressions. Does he have like dance numbers? Uh, and... <laughs> yeah, probably. But Look you know what's that. interesting about what you said with the religious angle is that was when I was watching the shitty Ghost Rider movies <laughs> that I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen the first one since it came out in the theaters, and I'd never seen the second one. And I, I feel like that's a character that really, really, really needs to be done well. And I'm thinking maybe it's not the Johnny Blaze version of them because they have some newer versions of them that would probably be better for audiences today. Sure. But that's another thing where all the, the MCU has completely avoided all of the religious side or people that work with demons and that like kind of say that Christian because they're trying to sell the shit to China and China does not want to hear about Christian fucking anything. Well, think about Disney. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. a you're you're in a weird land right now um, with this whole thing. I just thought it would be interesting. I thought maybe maybe 15 years ago Johnny Depp would have worked. Ooh, um, not now. No, nobody wants Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp film. does an impression of himself now. Every he doesn't role, want. Pretty much. Yeah, he's literally the Rolling Stones of people. No, Can I throw in one answers. wild card before we move on? To I was some wondering music. why you just started looking off into the distance. Tilda Swinton. This is a weird one. <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> She was a weird choice for the fucking ancient one, but it worked. Yeah, actually, that would have been cool. Alan Tudyk. Ooh. Weird. His his facial expressions, his voice. Weird. He can do anything. He would be a campy, fun, cool version of Mephisto. Alan Tudyk would be fucking I'm Mephisto. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know me? Like like slightly tongue-in-cheek, just enough to make it interesting. I mean, just like Blanchett did. Yes. Yes. With, yes. With, with Hella. With Hella. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a touch tongue in cheek and cute. But still very, like, still obviously evil. I like right? that. Menacing. I like that. Menacing and evil, but funny about it. Tudor could be menacing. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to go C class if I had a third pick, Ricky Gervais. Just, uh, just a right. for no squatty. Reason. For no reason. Just a chubby, Just because I want to see him work. I just want to see Mephisto. <laughs> loving. I want to yeah. see Mephisto holding a half-drank pint of just beer, a, just roasting all of the Avengers like he's at the Golden Globes. Just show. a portly. I want, I want portly Mephisto. Portly. A portly Mephisto. <laughs> By the way, opening, opening up. up. <laughs> For, yeah. I Mon- can see it now. Mongoloid, Mongoloid foreskin. foreskin. And Portly Mephisto. Portly Mephisto. <laughs> That's a dope name. Mm-hmm. Copywritten. Like, Trademark. They're, they're headlining the new uh, Ozfest. Tour. By the way, We're as, as the as the as the resident horror guy, I guess as I am, not horror like you're a horror, but I'll do that too. But horror. 
do yourself a favor, A24, one of my favorite fucking studios that have come out with mm-hmm. the, recently The Lighthouse. I mean, go down a litany of movies that are very kind of important, even though you may not like think they are. And they it's not did just a, horror, right? They did Argo. They do a lot of art they do, house but type pictures too. They are firmly have a foot and a half planted in the horror fucking genre yeah. at this point. Or at least not even horror, just important, thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, they just happen to be horrific. But they're not horror necessarily. Uh, they put out a movie right now, Saint Maud, um, which is uh, kind of an indictment on religion. Um, it's about a, a young lady that something traumatic happened. She turned to religion for her solace, mm-hmm. and she ends up take, being a caretaker of a, an ex kind of B celebrity. Um, and um, it is powerful. Um, it's a powerful acting. Uh, performance by all the all the parts considered and it doesn't really dip its toe into the horror until the last like five minutes of the movie it was it's, um recently you, added to my, added 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 eight d's and added to my <laughs> plex server like um, are you gonna watch that yesterday yeah I'm watch it i'm it gonna watch it yeah. if you answer one question for me are they respectful to the source material and the legacy Oh my god! Of Maud. Of Maud. What's her name? The hairy lip lady on Golden Girls. B. Arthur. <laughs> That's how, her name. First of all, That's how dare name. you? But are they respectful to the legacy of B. Arthur? No. Good. Then I'm in. They actually call her because she's my least favorite of the Golden Girls. My um, favorites are go in this order: racist, stupid, <laughs> slutty. <laughs> Those are my favorites. Yeah. So you're gonna. Sophia is my favorite. Sophia. Then Rose is my second favorite. Betty Blanche White. is my third favorite. And, and then, fucking Dorothy can fuck off. I know and, she's like the, you know, she's like Jerry on Seinfeld. Nothing really. She's not that funny. And the she's just holding it all together. The transgendered girl. Um, I'm going to do Sean a favor and demand <laughs> that, that we move on out. to music. <laughs> Let's move on to music. <laughs> all right, Bobby, I'm going I'm to leave the right you thing, because you're in love with your artist and I'm not. Oh, I get to so go I'm gonna first. Le- I, no, I'm going to leave you last for the important puncheroo. Quite, all right, then you go in, first. I'm, I don't care. No, I'm just saying you're in love with Mommy your artist. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. Then everybody shut up. So, there's an artist. She's in. Oh, uh, Meg Myers. <laughs> Sorry, that time I did it on purpose to fuck with you. <laughs> that was actually funny. Um, Janice Sue Megan Myers, born in Tennessee. I don't know exactly where, but she moved on to L.A. because she's a little pop ingenue, mm. and I'm not the biggest pop music guy in Except the world. Except for Miley. I like them when I like them. Okay. So the reason I picked up, and by the way, Aaron can scoff at me. Aaron can, you know, I love Miley too. He could go fuck off. No, 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 no. It's not even about that. (laughs) You were never present during our Megan Myers phase of the Handsome Boy podcast. We did a Megan Myers song. I know. And I'm in, it's easy to be in love with her. She's super fucking easy to fall in love with. He wasn't there? Or I wasn't there. You weren't there. I wasn't. This there. was during no, your. You, this is during your. Oh, what we like to call. You, sorry. What we like to call the hiatus. You were on hiatus. Aaron and I did a couple podcasts. I for I, I don't remember the context, but I brought forth some Meg Myers. We loved it, and we loved it. Yes, sir. And then we watched the videos, and we loved it more <laughs> for no reason. For not no only reason. is she just as good a singer as she fucking sounds like on production at audio. Yeah. She can fucking belt. Yep. She is also 
a fucking crazy smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is so stupid hot. It's it's a troubling. I love everything that she does. She's very acerbic. She's witty. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't clearly love men necessarily, uh, but she just put out a new album. And this song just popped up on my, my timeline last night. Really? As Yeah. Yeah, just of popped course. Up. So uh, naturally, you went, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking sent it to Sean. So I would love to hear Let Meg Myers. Okay, so is this pop or is this indie pop? Because it doesn't seem like it. Okay, so it defies pop. To me, it definitely defies pop because it's because this indie pop is fucking like jumbo shrimp, isn't it? <laughs> there's like, only one comparison you can make to this girl in pop culture history, I think, and that's Kate Bush. Okay, mm. Kate Bush has a very similar aesthetic sometimes, and I'll go with I, I would love to sit down at a bar with Meg Myers and be like, "Who are your fucking influences?" What? And I guarantee fucking to you. Every s- I mean, for one thing, she's literally done a cover of Running Up That Hill. Which is a fucking beast. Which is a nightmare. It's so good. It's a beast. Uh, so she's, that's who she reminds me of. She reminds me of prime Kate Bush um, being able to transcend and be a pop sensation, but also be really fucking good at what you're doing. So is she chart? Is this something that's charting right now? Is she pop pop? Like probably in the UK, but I wouldn't. Oh, is she from the UK? No, I, I would just say the UK has she, sensibilities okay. that would. Yeah, okay. she's from Tennessee. That's right. We talked about um, that. I'm just I'm, do you <laughs> no, know what's I'm, funny? Really. I'll make a comparison that's actually bringing her closer to popular music. She draws a parallel to Lady Gaga, and I'll Ooh. explain that. Okay, um, she's she plays her own music. She is an exceptional vocalist, and she is genre non-specific. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fit. She could do a folk song, a rock song, a pop song, a techno song. She can do all of those things within the context of the same album, and it wouldn't bother you. And there's not a lot of artists that can do that uh, these days, um, her being one of them. In a minor fashion, like a Dua Lipa like, sort of style where you're doing almost like it's aggressive, thoughtful dance music almost. Yeah. And that's what this is. And she doesn't, this is the first time I've heard her do music like this. Yes. It's usually very thoughtful, folky, rocky, um, and indie rock sort of feel to it. it this is very almost poppy. Like she's trying to dip her toe in that water and good on you, man. Go get your money, girl. Yeah. You deserve it. You're well, a I fucking was, talented girl, man. Much like the whiskey reel. Meg Myers deserves to be fucking famous, man. Thank you, bro. She should be famous. She's, I don't know if we deserve to be she's famous. She's better guys. than... Yeah, we're better than Meg Myers. She's better than 98% <laughs> of the shit that you are on the radio. Amen. That's true. No fucking doubt about I it. I do. Man. This girl is hyper-talented. Hyper she's very hyper-talented. Talented. It's not as much in my wheelhouse. Like and I would... gorgeous. Yes. She's got everything. Oh, did you mention that? And the last thing I'll say is like when she hits that course, when she hits that hook, she is probably the only... 
little ingenue out there right now that doesn't need fucking Pro Tools to hit that shit. Like, no. she is hitting. She hits her falsetto. She She's hits good, her man. fucking notes, man. Yeah, man. She's a really, really talented young woman. I've seen her play live and on I would. I would love to have a cup of tea with her or yeah, sure, Bobby. a kombucha. Uh-huh. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. You want to choke Gross. fuck her into the sunset. No, I want to buy her a house and drink all of her bathwater. <laughs> That's basic. I'll drink some of that bathwater with you. Oh, you know what we should do? Instead of a whiskey, we'll just be like, all right, now on, the, on today's episode, we're drinking Meg Meyers bathwater, and somehow it tastes like Skittles and nachos at the same time. Bobby would drink a bottle of mid-grade Reposado with her and then kill her with the empty bottle. <laughs> That's the plan. Meg Meyers, please don't send your people after us. Bobby's I've not had worse really- Wednesdays. Hey! Bobby's not really going to wear your skin to your funeral um, so great pick fun. great pick bobby good um, thank you i dig it that's a great song um there's a gentleman we talked about him last year i'm I, i'm so happy to see one of my young proteges do so well wow okay. uh, sometimes protege, sometimes huh? i find these these children running around <laughs> the street naked i bring them inside <laughs> i give them some clothes and i say you do you boo boo you saying you blindsided and slow tie that's all i'm saying um <laughs> He had uh, Not So Great Britain came out. This is his second full length. This kid's been blown up just because he's an insane person. Like, he's just acting the fool on Instagram and doing stuff. Like, let's excise that from the situation and talk about him as an artist because there's a lot of the public stuff that I don't really have time for either. Um, He put out a new album called Tyron. That's his first name. Uh, It's like Tyrone without an E. Um, Tyron. Tyron. the first half of the album is all trappy, grisly bangers. Um, the second half of the album, a little bit more down tempo, a little bit more personal, a little bit more um, reflective mm. music. Okay. Uh, this track that I'm going to do is from that second half. The first half, he's got a track with like ASAP Rocky, which is a banger. Um, he's got some shit. Vex is a dope one. Mala's a dope one. He's got some great tracks that he put out first this just recently was released as a single if you don't know who slow ties is a northampton dirty grimy kid he's into the grime if you understand if you've been listening to the streets and listening to shit your whole life that dirty british he's british he's yeah good, he's, he's mad in it it's lit fam in it um he's a he's a dope kid man and Aside from the theatrics that he does, aside from like that persona that he puts out, which is why he's kind of popular now, mm. I'm glad we previewed his shit a year ago on his first album when nobody was talking about this kid. I'm glad to bring him back. This shit is ADHD. This track, listen to the opening. Try to figure out the drums in your brain before the drums kick in. And good luck, bruv. Slip fam. Believe. You remember that time we nicked a lorry? Sick as a pig, can you help? Trying to get a grip, finger stick, then I'm out. Sitting in a pit, only me and myself. I can't deal with the screams, only screaming at myself. Trying to protect, so I project. Deflect, and they call it self defense. For the pressure on me, all got a reason. Smile on the out, but inside I keep bleeding. Fun and games, till you gotta take the blame. And I said it was me, cause I do it for my mates. Then again, the but they say the same, and it's all tongue and cheek, trying to sweep out the fakes. Love never felt real, the wheels won't break. They can't see the tears through the raindrops. 
it's um it's more lyrical than it is production mm -hmm. his lyrics are unbelievably fucking good yeah unbelievably good that that sample that they pulled that that's a great sample they pulled is almost ungettable drum wise when you listen to the sample without drums you have no idea of the tempo or the pacing mm -hmm. they had to make that up and i think that's overlooked sometimes when you pull a sample when you pull a a, a string sample yeah when you pull a guitar sample or a horn sample and loop it the producer knows what he's trying to get to but when you're listening to it as like a fan and you're trying to tap your foot that's the key right yeah tap your foot try to find the rhythm you can't find the rhythm in that fucking sample it's amorphous and beautiful and wistful and uh, i enjoyed it a lot nice dude dude and you know what i'll say this the motherfucker's great he's really good but i think he's gonna blow up just because man Americans love shit when it's said through a Cockney British voice. Like, it's this weird thing where we all just love it. Like, say it to me in British. Like, it sounds so much better. Uh, but it's... You sound like you were born in London. Yeah, you sound like you're from Boggy London Town. Talk about, talk about that. We Last SNL was homeboy from Bridgerton. <laughs> Coldy squares so, from so, Tickle Buckle Circle. So, Hilarious. So me and Rex are watching that. And all of a sudden, he starts talking. And she looks at me. He goes... That motherfucker's British too. I need to leave. Yeah. And she got up and walked out. I gotta go sort some shit out. <laughs> that <laughs> man, those that man is looks like an angel. Yeah. And then he opens his mouth and he starts talking like this. And you're like, what? And you're like, what? In it. In it. <laughs> and she walked the fuck out, bro. She couldn't take it. It was too much hot. How'd that, how'd that go for you the rest of the night? It was, oh, yeah, I bet it was all just right. Saying, My wife's got the same problem with fucking just, just, Thor. Just, everything was fine. Thor, the voice adds to it. She also oh, loves yeah, Taron yeah. Edgerton, even though she's like, I know that motherfucker's like 5'4", but still, something about Taron Edgerton and the Kingsman. She's just like, hey, bro, what are you doing, I bro? bro. And she's just like, ah! Do you, do you think... <laughs> English girls have the same feeling about us. No, no. Like where they're like, I've you know, been to England. You're like, no. Id Idris Elba's hot, but man, when Bobby Noise talks, we sound yeah. to the Brits. <laughs> we sound to the British people the way people from Appalachia sound to us. Yeah, when I'm mispronouncing everything, and yeah, we yeah. we fucking raped their language and and took off like put all these hard rough edges on now, their beautiful I'm say language. We escaped from their language. Now I will say this in Germany. The English language works really fucking hey. well. Yeah. And really if well. you go to Australia, they love American guys' voices and they oh. love Americans because when they hear our voices, um, it's unlike when they usually hear Australian male voices, which is followed by a quick punch to their face. They love Americans because we don't hit them like Australian dudes do. And that's true. That's a real problem. <laughs> um, one quick caveat about Australians as well is that they're mostly whores. <laughs> no wonder they're getting punched in the face all the time they deserve it i've been in a jacuzzi with like four australian chicks that's terrible and um that went really well yeah for you. went really well and they're yeah so they call um they call marijuana mole which i had never heard before mole so this girl belinda she's Never going to listen to the show. By the way, Belinda, um, Belinda. My boss. 38 listens from Australia last week, Bobby. My <laughs> just saying, boss from Australia, uh, when I was a personal trainer back in my 90, in the 90s, when I was 23 fucking years old, probably, something like that. Something I want to like meet that, that You should have seen me. I was handsome. Um, but I was also, had no clue what I was doing. What the fuck? But um, she texts me and she's like, hey, uh, do you think you could get me like a bag of mole? And I'm like- 
I like, don't even know. What cancerous, like Heavens. melanoma. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't even know what you're fucking talking about. Am like, I to go out like and the start fucking animals? Just lancing moles off people and bringing you a bag of moles I've lanced? <laughs> what is happening? And that's, no. they, that's what they say. Lancing. You lance a mole. It took like 45 minutes and we discovered that it was marijuana that she was looking for. <laughs> That's a so, long time. So I just went and got her a bunch of marijuana and I went to her house and she had all these fucking girlfriends in town. Ooh. That's a cr- they were hanging out her husband That's... who was, her husband was a pilot. Of course he was. And he was out of town. So she had her girlfriends up from fucking Australia. Dude. And so I, me, and by the, myself. The handsome alone, trainer boy. Just the handsome trainer guy walked in with a. A bag fucking of fucking ounce. A bag of <laughs> 14 porno movies I've seen have started this way, Bobby. You know what I mean? Did they finish like a porno movie? Please tell me it did. I don't know if it was like a porno movie because my cock was involved, which is fine. <laughs> is your cock I mean, not usually involved? I mean, involved it's fine. In porno movies? <laughs> I mean, it was fine. No, I'm just saying like I'm not a porno cock guy. Oh, so you're saying it's moderate to severe? Yeah. Just like most just like side effects? For, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So this is the and how finish this up because this what is your is pearl. This is your pearl now. Uh, <laughs> this is, is this my pearl? pearl? You know what? We're skipping to clutch your pearls of wisdom. This is my pearl. So yeah, no, um, things happen that night. Um, the lucky thing about my penis is when I take my pants off, girls don't go, oh. <laughs> but that's all you're hoping for. But they don't go like, oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So it's a. Huh. I live in the. All right. Hmm. Let's the, throw that in there and see yeah. how it flies. Kind of. <laughs> kind of like that, you know, the first time that you hear kicks his kid-tested mother-approved, you're like, oh, all right. It's like a DVD of Schindler's List. <laughs> you just throw it in there and see how it goes. No, that means you never want to see it again. By the way, that's not my pearl wisdom. My pearl wisdom is a one-sentence thing. Okay. And it came up during the episode. I had a whole thing prepared. Uh, go watch fucking with Nell and I. Yeah. Thank you. That's that is an amazing, amazing fucking movie. movie. And people don't talk about it that and much. And by the way, Bill Nye is not in it. And not he's in not it. In it. Apparently he's not in it. And it, it, if you're an American and you need some sort of like weird connection to With Nell and I, watch Wayne's World 2. <laughs> because that motherfucker yes. plays the exact same fucking role that he plays in With Nell and I. Because apparently that's just who he is as a human. And I don't know who he is, what his name is. I don't give a shit. He is a giant Afro. He's British. And he's the guy that like, talks about killing the shopkeeper and his son Sorry. with their own shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the left and right of the stage are the machine gunners with them M50 Brownings. Now, these babies tend to heat up, so make sure to shoot in 10-second bursts. <laughs> in second bursts. <laughs> that is a great pearl. That's a... Yeah. With Watch, Nell and I is a fucking Nell amazing movie. I, I mean, uh, That's uh, one people can put into action easily. Yeah, dude. Whoever that old show. uncle uh, was that appeared, uh, Uncle Milty in With Nell and I uncle is Ruckus? also- um, Knuckle! Jesus Christ, Sean. He's also an uncle in um, Harry Potter. Ah, yes. He was Harry Potter's uncle, yes. as well as being Uncle Milty in With Nell and I. And he's dead as shit, but he's fucking amazing. He's amazing. Amazing and dead as shit. He's maybe the funniest part of With Nell and I. All right. Quite mm-hmm. frankly. So, yeah. That's my pearl. Everybody Arguable. watch that shit. Mine is stay around a while and learn how to love somebody if you were confused before. Uh, we meet people and lust after them. It's very lusty. And it's awesome and sexy and romantic and do that. Um, but after a, a while, once once that becomes the norm... 
Um, you have to learn how to love somebody. And um, that can be better than the original lusty part. Okay. That's fucking very um, quick and salient and yeah. beautiful. Um, mine's pretty simple, too. And it'll be pretty short. Uh uh, because I've had all this time to think and sit there and just fuck off and get going down this slight depression rabbit hole, just thinking about like, hey, at least I'm lucky enough to still have the choices that other people don't. Like some people don't have the choice to fucking buy six movies on Amazon Prime, like to to, to because eat. places to eat. There are places where there are places where you still can't eat indoors or go out to eat or get anything but takeout. Yeah. So with all the choices that we have, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you do, don't choose the second deli. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Wow. Because it can't all be sorrow, can it? I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. It's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief, if not love persevering? 